0: Over the years, I have had uh, several people ask me how exactly, you know, what does it feel like to be able to get to a place where you develop uh, a uh, the ability to know what is going on in your mind when you are you get you know what does it feel like to get to a place where you have awakened to a point where you have the ability to see. What is actually going on in your mind and what you are doing to yourself as a result of it uh, how do you get an an insight? How are you able to recognize in the moment not after uh not you know not you know not at not at a place where you're reflecting, but in the moment, how are you able to actually develop a uh a, the, the the skill or ability to be a witness to what it is? Uh, that you're doing to yourself mentally uh, by your habits of mind or your habits of thought. And the best way that I can describe this so far, and I don't know if this is the definitive uh, explanation or description or a way to characterize this, the uh, ancient uh, Buddhist and Hindu teachers, for that matter, spoke of a developing the witness and that was the ability to stand outside oneself and to be able to see what one was doing to oneself uh, with their mind by the way that they thought or how they reacted to how they felt. Uh, and that makes a lot of sense to me, but to some people that may seem a little bit esoteric. Uh, it took me a while to get to a place where I could appreciate that and see that it, you know, that there, that, that there really is, it is possible to develop. Uh, your mindfulness practice to a point where you are actually able to become a witness to what it is that you're doing to yourself in any given moment uh, by the way that you're thinking about what is happening uh, in any narrative that you have that you're carrying in your head and investing in in, in varying you know, degrees of energy. For me, I'd say that uh, the best way that I characterize this or the way that I see this, and I don't know if this is helpful to others or not, is to imagine a split screen. And what I mean by that is you have two screens side by side that are playing, you know, uh, a recording in real time. It's not really a recording. Well, I take that back. I guess it's not a recording. I guess you could record it and and look back at it, you know, later, which there is some benefit to doing that. Kind of what I call rewinding the game tape. But in this case, this is what they refer to as closed circuit television. It's just basically live, you know, television. There's there's two cameras, two separate cameras rolling. Uh, but it basically, uh, you know, you have, and really what they're doing is you have one camera that is re- that is just literally, uh, uh, showing what is happening in any given moment, the reality of what's happening, you know, no stories about it. Uh, it's not from anyone's particular, uh, vantage point. It's just simply a camera that is turned on and that is actually displaying the, you know, what it is, the image of what it is seeing on a television screen. And then you have the other camera. If this were possible, and I, and I don't believe it is possible, technologically speaking, uh, to have the other camera that is showing what it is that is going on in your head at any given moment. It has the ability to somehow record, not record, but to show what it is that is actually you're doing to yourself at any given moment. In other words, your it's showing. It would give the someone the ability to look at that screen, the other screen. And see, you know, what it is you're telling yourself about what is going on in any given moment. So in other words, you have the one representation, screen A is what's what you know how you're seeing any particular situation that you find yourself in. Screen B is the actual reality of what is happening. And it's just basically a camera displaying that image on screen B. So we have screen A and screen B. You know, at least in my mind, I know when I'm getting to a place where my mindfulness practice is starting to benefit me in any, given, in any way, shape, or form. When I have the ability to see those two screens and what is happening, the divergence between what is happening on, on screen A and screen B in the moment while I'm in a particular situation. And the more that we are invested in reacting to a situation in some way, the more that we are stressed about what is happening in a situation, the more difficult that I believe, I believe that it's more, the more difficult the situation is, the more difficult and more challenging it is to actually live in the reality of both of those screens, to live in multiple realities at the same time. It is, I believe it is possible to do so. I have done so on numerous occasions here in the recent past. And it's amazing to me how I can actually do this. And it's not amazing because I, it doesn't mean I have any special or unique gifts or talents. It's just what is amazing to me is that as a human being, I can occupy you know boat, what is in what is occurring in both of those screens at the same time uh, and what's interesting about it is that the the more ability I can develop and strength and willingness to stay with both of those screens, the easier it will be for me to lessen and let go of my investment in the belief of my interpretation about what's happening because that's where the pain is that's where that's where I'm getting stuck that's where the trap is that's that's where I end up and when I went, the more I'm invested in screen A which is all of my reactions to what is happening my storyline about what is happening and anything that happened in the past that 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 sort of makes what the story about today is even more so compelling the more energy that I put into that as well you know any beliefs that I hold Uh, Any feelings about or, or reactions to what has happened? That is all in screen A. That's what I call screen A living. Screen B living is the ultimate to get to a place where. I no longer have to have a story. I don't have to have it to be attached to my ego uh, or my identity or any stories about my, you know, uh, about the, this character that I think that I am and what is being done to me or how I'm being wronged in some way and and the, the fact that I'm because you know you know really honestly you know screen A living is all about being the victim, being a bit character and and some sort of uh, unfolding drama that's all part of screen A living. Screen B living is all about actually the the absolute reality of what is happening to the best that that camera can actually display that reality in any given time. And I guess what I'm starting to realize is is that you know, I can I, go, I can go into a situation and suddenly just awaken at any point along the way, and realize, you know, I'm in screen A to a certain degree. I, you know, my consciousness, you can think of it as a, a pie, it's 100%. At, at any given time, and you could almost look at it like an ongoing, you know, onboard display. At some point, I might be, you know, 20% in screen A, 80% in screen B. You know, I may be 80, 90% in screen A, 10% in screen B. It's changing constantly, depending on what's going on in my mind and my overall mind state and, and how I feel. But the trick to this is is catching yourself in the moment, catching yourself in the act of being invested in what's happening in screen A, putting time, effort, and energy towards maintaining and perpetuating that story and in your interpretation of what's happening and, and the beliefs that you're holding on to. If you catch yourself in the act of doing that in the moment, it is possible to let go of that and immediately start paying attention to screen B. And the more that you pay attention to screen B you will find that you will gradually start easing your attachment and investment that you're making and the attachments to the stories and the characters in screen A. And it's just a matter of choosing which screen to look at. And and it is very possible to look at both and to feel both at the same time. And you don't really have to try to not... To not look at Screen A or to be invested in Screen A, all you have to do is pay attention to Screen B. The more you pay attention to Screen B, the more organically you will you will find yourself letting go and letting go of what's on Screen B and your attachments to it. And you will see that that change will happen. It's just a matter of what we pay attention to, and it's okay to to, to realize that we're paying some attention to Screen A. And once we realize it, then we can begin the process of slowly letting go of that and paying more attention to what we see in screen B. It's just a matter of what we pay attention to. We don't have to force the change. There is, there is no, no, no overall uh, plan of improvement that we have to make here and commit to. It's just about catching ourselves, what we're doing in the moment, paying attention to screen A, making the decision to choose to, to pay more attention to what's in screen B. It's as simple as that.